0: now entering the grayscale. Sit back, close your eyes, look into the eternal abyss. We are here to talk to you, and one another, about life, love, laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, fuck. Anyway, yeah, what's up man? not much dude what's up what is up got tony west with me here i am tim pruitt we are your hosts
1: we've been trying to get a conversationalist show kind of going here um and you had you'd thrown some ideas out and i think we kind of morphed into what this show we're attempting it to be um which is basically we just have a free-form conversation about different things life politics whatever we're whatever we want to talk about um uh, because we have what we feel are pretty interesting point of views and we've always bounced off of each other pretty well and we're kind of trying to expand that into our network of podcasts. So you you had pitched that idea to me yesterday and so I got to thinking last night about weird things. Um, and so this is obviously super out there, but do you ever get weird feelings where like time our timeline has either jumped or like life has just changed in like such a radical way that you're not sure that and you know there's all these we're in a simulation theory you know we're you know what is existence and all this kind of stuff do you do you ever just get weird feelings like maybe i don't know we're like the simulation is skipped or we're we're on a weird timeline or something there's a
0: glitch in the matrix.
1: Yeah, there's a glitch so, in the matrix. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it seems like the threads kinda reveal themselves and you kinda do kinda just see the fabric of reality. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's it is very strange. And yeah, I would I feel like something I've realized the older I've gotten is it, it honestly feels like I, I just personally that I have lived like multiple lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Just in the like, different times, yeah. Within yeah. this thirty-three years that I've been right. here, yeah. you know, it's not you know not speaking on reincarnation necessarily or anything, right? Just, uh, right.
1: But it's but like it's it's almost like certain chapters of your life, like not just your life changed, but like the world changed. Mm-hmm. But it, like in that time, it felt one way, and then you go to a different chapter, and it feels like everything's different. All right. So so people don't think I'm a complete fucking lunatic. <laughs> um, so I was thinking last night, and I was just thinking about the year 2020, right? So 2020, life kind of altered a little bit. So obviously COVID started. We're still feeling the effects of COVID. Um, but everybody's in this mode where everything's like – now we're looking back at pre-COVID, right? How the world was pre-COVID. And that got me thinking about 9-11 and how – how many how many movies or media you know stand ups or whatever where they're talking about you know even just like airport security and they're like post nine eleven pre nine eleven you know politics changed, the world changed like all these things changed, and I don't know man it's it's super trippy that I you know to try to explain, but sometimes I feel like certain big monumental events in the world jump our timeline. To where the effects don't just touch us, but they touch everybody.
0: I would certainly agree with that. I mean, it is – it's a tumultuous time that we've grown up in, really. I mean, we haven't at least personally dealt with full-scale, like, conflict, you know, war, at least not on home soil. But, I mean, it's – and honestly, I do – it kind of makes me wonder – If it has always been that way, if it's always been like, you know, just the major conflicts or major, you know, issues, bubonic plague, you know, Spanish flu, anything like it makes me wonder if that stuff, if there were people, which I'm certain there were, you know, like us right now that would sit and talk about this and think, you know, this has drastically altered the route of humanity as a whole.
1: Well, it's like, okay. So like think about your life pre COVID, Mm -hmm. right? None of us. And maybe, maybe maybe this is just speaking from my personal experience, but in my th- frame of reference, none of us could imagine what the world would be like this past year and the year before. Right. Well I mean – In our wildest
0: of, dreams. In
1: your wildest that. dreams. Could you ever have imagined a virus was going to stop the whole world to the point that we didn't know how to handle it? and that got me think and like I said 911 before 911 happened obviously we were younger which you know leads into the chapter thing I was talking about but we were younger but could you when you were younger could you imagine 911
0: not at all i mean i was in 8th grade right. right so you were probably in like sixth grade fifth. Yeah. yeah and i very distinctly remember where i was and i mean yeah it it definitely colored our right. world in such a crazy, weird way.
1: And now, and now we get to this point where, even even right now, the moment we're living in, it's hard to remember life pre-COVID. It, and the point that I'm watching movies, and I'm like looking at things. I'm like, where are their masks? Oh yeah, that's oh, a yeah. weird thought to have, dude. Like, it what, is. It's a weird thought to be like, why is that person standing so close to the other person? And it's – and I don't know, man. It's just – so that kind of leads into what I was thinking about last night, which is – and I'm not a scientist or anything, but I had – the only way I can think to explain it is a term that I created, or at least I think I created, called an echo memory, where I had these memories of life before… But they're so faded and so out of focus, it's like an echo of a memory. It doesn't – it's not a true memory of the world. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel yeah. real. It's like, was that really how the world was, or right. am I just remembering it differently?
0: Right. I mean, did I really used to stand in large groups of people, right. share cigarettes, you know, Right. whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it is – it's bizarre. It is. Yeah. It is, and like you were speaking on those thoughts, um, watching you know media and whatever. I mean, it's thoughts that we'd have never had in our lifetime, right? Until this past year, yeah. So it's it is very bizarre to have entirely new, out of seemingly out of left field thoughts of even you know when you would watch a pandemic movie or something. It was never how it has been, right? You know, nothing has accurately predicted, you know, down to I mean how you would actually feel, and obviously it's different being real life, but
1: But is it real life? And even with those movies, so if you can think of a pandemic movie, what's happening, right? The world's ending. Like there's complete chaos. The world's ending. So it's almost like we've always pondered these things, but we always saw them as – unattainable goals like we couldn't we couldn't defeat those things.
0: Right. Which, Too abstract of a thought almost yeah. to be like oh we're going to have to learn to live with this yeah. and yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like I don't know man it's just super weird that we're now in this time like I remember when covid started and you know I was talking to people and they're like this is things are going to shut down like you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to be able to do that and at the time I was like that's insane. That right. that'll never happen. I'll never not be able to go to the grocery store. And then there was a point where I was like, Holy shit, how and dude, I had the craziest thoughts I was like, are the, is the government gonna deliver groceries to people? They can't just let us all die. Right, right, right. Is it gonna be a war zone or are we gonna be out in like, you know, gas masks fighting into like Krogers and shit? Like how is how is this gonna work?
0: Right. So, is it gonna be a purge or like yeah right. I mean yeah. I, I had the same thoughts, man, for sure. Yeah. Because it was very, I had some similar conversations. I remember, you know, talking to Adam um, and he uh, on the phone and stuff. And I was like, man, you know, what do you think about all this? And I multiple times, you know, would be hanging out with a friend around the end of March or so, um, right before I got laid off the last week of March. And, you know, just having these conversations like, you know, is this legit? You know, is it just in China and whatever? And like, oh, and then we ended up having, I think the first case in Kentucky was in Cynthiana. At the Walmart here, the girl that, like, worked the deli out here, and I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, 28 Days Later is about to pop off, and, yeah. you know, I'm about to get a bunker. And
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, I was, I was honestly, I guess I'm, for as much hope and love as I that I carry for humanity, I'm probably, in a lot of ways, a nihilist and really... A misanthrope just really kind of think the worst ultimately about humanity and about the world that it's it is going to end in some catastrophic way and you know i I was almost hopeful for it which i mean is you know not a good thing to say i'm sure but um i'm not proud of that but i'm not ashamed either i mean i I was almost hopeful for the status quo to drastically change at the very least um I mean, things have been so jacked for so long that I was ready to see, you know, everything to drastically change and just to see what came out of that. I'm not into survival of the fittest and shit because, I mean, I think everybody deserves equal care, honestly. But, um, yeah, that's, I don't know, man. I got kind of excited, honestly, at the, uh, not at the least to just stay home with my kids. Yeah. For a while and get to actually spend some time with them and shit, which that, um, is certainly good and bad as well, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it is a very, very strange time to be existing in.
1: Some things in life are just, they, they make you wonder, like, has life always been this way and I just didn't realize it? So, like, I guess maybe that's a part of getting older is, like, you start to realize things that you didn't realize before. Like, gun violence, right? So, let's take that. So, was it always that bad? Is the media bigger now to where it's more seen? Or did we just not realize it when we were young? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there you know, Columbine started a school shooting thing, but... Did that grow out of out of people reporting it and people wanting to attain that, or was it always going to happen? You
0: know, that is interesting. That's definitely multiple things to think on there. I mean, I mean, that's just the inevitability of it. Like you said, I mean, was it destined to happen? I mean, with the way our school systems were set up and you know still are in many ways, and uh I mean, just, you know, bullying all that stuff um isolation the rise in metal music and the demonization of it and i mean definitely the sensation the sensationalization of it by the media i mean that was i do i mean much like the serial killers that have that we are aware of at least you know yeah um that have been widely reported i've you know there have been many copycats and that's certainly been an inspiration to many people that have Issues of their own. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it it is really strange to think about for sure if it is – if it was always that way. I mean, a lot of it – it feels like we just continue – and, I mean, there are many cultural movements and stuff, you know, always. But it feels like the woke thing, like as far as waking up, like if you just break that down, like it does feel like (laughs) – it does feel like that uh, people – More people are open to opening their eyes and waking up. Right.
1: Which in and and so to lead off of that, is that a generational thing? You know what I mean? Like I hope so. Yeah. Like Um, does our do our generations progress to the point that new ideas are more accepted? The more the generations grow, like are mm -hmm. our kids in the future going to accept? more than we're acceptive acceptive of right now you know what I mean like is that is that our is our destiny as a society and as as the world to continue to progress or is there going to be always the other side that wants to squash that and wants to keep the, the status quo like you were talking about right I mean
0: that that's another you know bundle there for sure of of thoughts but I think that people, I mean, people want to live. People want to be happy, ultimately. And, I mean, there are, without getting into any politics or anything right now, because that just always feels so dirty. I mean, it is a, a a part of humanity. Yeah. For certain. Um, But there are, you know, the people that do want to keep everything as it is because they are perfectly content, for sure. Um, But I hope, like you said, with the generational thing, I really hope because, I mean, you know, there were hippies like legitimate hippies who wanted to bring about change and who took, you know, active to active protesting and, you know, really did things. And I mean, the Black Panther movement, there have been large contingents of people in the past, but it does feel like hopefully because of those stepping stones, we are getting to the point that at least – I mean, like you were saying, you know, that our children or, you know, people that grow up with our children, even in small-town America where things don't seem to reach, you know, for an extended period of time. I mean, and yeah. if they do, they're often conflated in different ways. But uh, hopefully with more access, if we can get eventually to more access of education and just more more kids being raised in a more open environment, then, yeah, I mean, I really hope that it'll just keep going and going. And, I mean, they're probably – will i mean the nature of humanity is violence right like that's what we come from from the jump so i don't i I genuinely don't believe we're there yet but i do hope that we can move i mean just like i mean i still eat meat some and whatever but just like the necessity for eating meat and shit like just how many pollutants that puts out and everything like you know it's the the beef industry is you know really harsh on the planet and whatever just like a whole lot of other shit, all the plastics and all that shit, you know. Yeah. But I hope we can get to the point where we can all start working together, and eventually there will be no need for violent conflict and stuff. But I mean, you know, as you're well aware, there are a lot of people that are not interested in that and all. And I don't know if it's just that all the dinosaurs need to die, you know, all the
1: all the well, old so, rich. So taking off what you said about the '60s, right, with the hippie movement, what happened to those people? Is it, is it purported as a bigger movement than it actually was? Or did more of those people change into the other side?
0: Right. Um, I definitely think a mixed bag, just like anything, right? There's no black and white to anything. It's all yeah. grayscale. Ooh, um, called. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So I think, uh, I think a lot of it... I mean, television got big in the 50s, right? That's when... Yeah. People, families started to be able to own televisions. The 60s, kids had started to grow up on television, getting to mid to late teens and stuff. And that's when the 60s came about, you know, and the whole hippie movement and then getting into Woodstock and everything. Um And I think, I mean, it, a lot of it is seemingly vapid ideals, ideals that are not realistic, at least yeah. especially at the time. Right. Um, and I mean, definitely though, like you were saying, I mean, the media, it was not just newspaper anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, the first news channels were popping up and stuff. So, I mean, that was plenty to report on there. And, um, there's always going to be a disdain for the youth from the older people because I mean, pure envy, you know, I'm, I'm already envious of people that are 18. You know?
1: <laughs> I'm with you, dude. Yeah.
0: So, um, and I mean, that's always going to be there, but I do, I think a lot a lot of former hippies um, have stayed tried and true, have, have really stuck it out and, you know, made organic farms or, you know, made moves in politics, potentially sullying themselves a little bit, but for the better of humanity. And, I mean, now, I mean, I, I don't trust a single politician on the earth, but now some of them are certainly, at least seemingly, better yeah. than what we've had in the past, you know. Right. I mean, all, all throughout all branches of government, which is lovely. Um. Well, I
1: think I think we're definitely in a time period where, you know, not to get real slogany about it because it's a, it's a big slogan, but love's trumping hate, right? Like, I think we're finally in, in a period of time which they're you know, on both sides of the coin because I think I think we're pretty even balanced on this show, and I think we have a pretty centrist. Mindset, but on both sides of the coin, you know, there's there's the people that are taking some things too far. But I think we're in a point where a lot of intolerant people are not not being tolerated anymore. Like intolerance isn't isn't being tolerated. So I think that that's a hopeful thing, and I think uh, definitely we we finally reached. A point in our history which as you said everything results back with violence right and we've seen more violence in probably the past decade on a massive scale than we've seen in a long time but i think as a culture and as the generation the generational thing i think we're finally in a moment where where love is trump is truly trumping hate to where you can't say things on social media and and call people things that is unacceptable dude like we're we're in a point where that that's just not – it's not a part of our it's, – it's being eradicated from our mainstream culture. Are you going to ever eradicate hate groups and, and certain ideals? No. I mean I'm not naive enough to believe that you'll ever truly eradicate certain ideals and things. But if you make it not mainstream, then I think that's a win. You know? Exactly.
0: They will certainly get smaller and more marginalized, yeah. potentially more radicalized, but – much easily much more easily dealt with if they are marginalized like that you know a lot smaller i mean if they're not popularized like you know the previous four years with he who must not be named uh, (laughs) i mean it it was genuinely it was seen as a positive to live out loud with your hate to just openly be a really unpleasant hateful person and that yeah. was seen as a good thing. You know, that was celebrated um, for a myriad of reasons. I mean, I would say the utmost of which is fear. Yeah. Um, most of the people that I have known, I would almost say all of the people that I have actually talked to about it that were on that side of things were deep down, not so hidden, uh, afraid Afraid yeah. of change, uh, you know, afraid of uh, growing up in a small town, you know, with maybe one black person, maybe probably no openly gay people or growing up in a big city. And, you know, your mom potentially dated someone else or your dad ran off with, you know, someone, you know, of a different type and you uh, you grew that hatred and then you were openly supported In that, and, I mean, certainly the the communication age here has, you know, really opened it up to where you can find so many people that agree with you on everything. And I don't want us to do that here necessarily because, I mean, like we were talking about before the show, I mean, it is – you're kind of just preaching to the choir most of the time. I mean, you really – it's very difficult to change anybody's mind yeah. unless they're just really open to it, and I'm not always open to change either, you know, yeah, nobody is. I think that's just human right, but I do think we're we're on a good path, and i mean i I think I mean, like you said, both sides are so so jacked, and i I don't put any more faith in the current commander in chief than I do the previous one. But I'm hopeful, and I think it's necessary to remain – to retain at least a little bit of hope at all times. Yeah. Or else, like, why not just go die? Because, you know, the, I yeah. mean, it's – we're up against a dire situation for sure, and really we always have been. And, I mean, that comes back to the stages of life and the kind of growing up and waking up and yeah. realizing things. Like, it it definitely doesn't get better the more you realize. Right. But you do have to maintain that hope. And, I mean, there there is hope to be had. It's not some false. yeah. Some, you know, it's it's certainly out there. You just got to yeah. look for it.
1: Well, I mean, we're, like I said, I, th- I think I want to believe deep down that most people, obviously, you've got your dictators and you've got your warmongers and blah, blah, blah. But I, I inherently believe that most people are inherently good people. Like, like you said, most, you know, what was our country founded on, you know? The pursuit of happiness. I think most people in the world, that's all they want, dude. But I think these ideals and these these causes and these hashtags and statements and blah, 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 they get so overwhelming in our aura of, of being that it's just, it just, it takes us off on this path to where it, it influences more of life than it should. And I feel like there's this un- unseen unheard entity and i think it's got a lot to do with money and because media ratings stories blah 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 the the big goal of that is money money and fear like you said so i think a lot of these topics and a lot of these things that we see and think about that's what's the driving force behind it and if your driving force is greed and 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 fear then you're probably not doing anybody any good right so mm-hmm. but a lot like i said i i truly believe that 90 percent of the world the little people like us are good people and that's all they want they don't they don't want hate and they don't want to they might not agree with certain people's ideals and certain people's you know things that we all know about but inherently i think everybody is a deep down a good person i think i think a lot of things change people and like you said ma- maybe it's a personal thing that happened in their life or whatever but uh, it's it's just hard to wrap my mind around but yeah man like you know i, I think we're kind of on the same page with what we're talking about here but um i don't know it, it's just weird how periods of life just seem so different from other periods of life like when I was when I was younger, I never would have imagined you and me sitting here on a screen talking to each other, creating a podcast, and now here we are. You know what I mean? Like right. it's and maybe maybe what like what I'm saying is coming off as like naive and dumb but I'm like, I never thought we'd have talking screens and um I never thought it's, this would be a virus that would affect the whole world, but right, right. I am not it's even just talking, those new
0: thoughts, you know. Yeah. i you wouldn't have had
1: those events happening i'm just i have i have this weird feeling that there was lives before that our timeline was different before and now it's changed to the point that are we really on the same timeline you know what i mean but you know obviously you know i'm a big movie guy i'm a big comic book guy and my one of the things i've always gravitated towards for whatever weird reason whether it's like a comic book character and I just want to see them in a new costume or a new look or whatever but I've always gravitated towards alternate timelines and like I, I'm relating this in ways that make sense to me and I'm hoping it makes sense coming across but um, I've always been a movie buff and like a comic book guy and I've always enjoyed alternate timelines for whatever reason whether it be I just want to see a character in a different universe you know um, but I don't know man I just sometimes I get these weird thoughts in my head of like our timeline was one way i was one i was a different person at one point in my life and now you know they say you know people change you're a different person but i really feel like that's true in a way of like your being has changed because of the world around you and because of who you are now and just i don't know does that make sense like what i'm what i'm saying definitely i think i think a lot of it and that's probably honestly
0: why me and you mesh the way we do is because we are open to change yeah and i think a lot of the people that are more fearful or just you know really like the way things are um are content i think they close themselves off to change and that's why they maybe don't you know they don't change yeah but you know i've I mean, there are people that stay the same for 40, 50 years, seemingly, you know. I'm sure they're hardened by time or yeah. whatever, unpleasantry. But um, I think because we are open to it, then the world has changed us in a lot of ways. Um, and not just the world even, but I think, you know, we have we have learned and grown. I mean, it, if you close yourself off, then you stop learning and you stagnate. And you, for all intents and purposes, you die. You're just a kind of a husk walking around for an extended period of time. I've certainly yeah. visited that, you know, in my lifetime, but it's yeah. not a place to dwell no. <laughs> at right. all. Um but yeah, I definitely can understand what you're saying, man. And I, as far as the timelines thing go, I mean I guess with me what I, I also enjoy enjoy that quite a bit of the jumping timelines and stuff. Um but I, I wonder how much of it we can actually affect at all or if it is just completely out of our hands and if being aware is almost a hindrance at times because it can be crippling to have no control it can also be freeing i mean it's just all about your perception of it right and how you allow yourself to process it
1: i mean it can be i struggle with that too Right. The whole concept you're talking about, not even just with the timeline, but just in life in general, like, is everything predetermined? Mm -hmm. Like, so here's an example of what I'm trying to say. I have a drink right here. I'm either going to drink that drink or I'm not going to – I'm either going to take a drink of that right now or I'm not. But at the end of the day, one of those choices is happening. Right. So is that – You're
0: constantly making so many choices, and are they – are they determined? Yeah. At the is end of anything the day, a choice?
1: At the end of the day, I'm either going to take a drink of this or I'm not, right? So, is that already determined that I'm going to make one of those choices? Right. That's, not that. that... I, not that I'm not, not that I'm saying I don't believe in free will. But at the end of the day, either I'm going to take a drink of that drink or I'm not. Does that make sense? Like definitely. It's, it's honestly,
0: it's kind of funny that that came up because I just finished my first legitimate round of therapy um, a week ago on Thursday. And uh, I come to find out I'm much more of kind of a predication of my upbringing and shit than I realized at all. Mm-hmm. And it 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 kind of sucked at first to realize that, but it was kind of like a freeing thing now, to think like, man, I, because I was always like, whatever, kind of a weird kid that was like obsessed with death and horror and all that shit, and it's like, oh yeah, actually, that's because I lost a lot of people in my life when I was young, yeah, and continued to do so up until you know, yeah, until I, whatever, got older, but, um. So it's just, it's weird to think, like, was that, was I always going to be that way? Um, Even when it comes to, like, deaths and stuff, you know, someone committing suicide, was that, you know, was that always bound to happen? I mean, and there are, you know, so many factors that go into everything. But ultimately, yeah, I definitely have have grappled with that as well. Like, is it predetermined that I'm, like, do I have no true free will? I mean, I, yeah. you know, I believe, you know, I, I hope, I hope. Again, comes back to that. I feel almost religious when I say that I yeah. have some hope. But, I mean, I do hope that there is free will. And I think one way that I, for myself, feel like I'm exercising that a little bit is to deny myself things.
1: No, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. And, you know, I think with everything, who we are as people always comes back to your childhood. Like, I, uh, I don't think a lot of people... Understand that. Like, as a child, I was a loner, dude. So I have two older sisters who are in their. I don't want to mention ages. So I, I, <laughs> older. I, have, I have two older sisters that by the time I was born were pretty much out of the house, right? Okay. So I have siblings, but I was kind of an only child. Yeah, so definitely. from the ages of, I don't know, four or five to. 1314 i wasn't a very sociable kid i lived in the country i didn't have friends come over to the house like it was me in my room and that's why that's obviously why i'm such a big movie fan and tv fan and video game and comic books because that that was my world dude that was i surrounded myself with um fantasies right so i lived in those and i it was me and those things, right? I, I I connected to life through those things, so that's why I have so much knowledge of them, and why you know in our other situations or other uh, entities, you know, when you guys throw out a picture of a movie, I can tell you when it was, and I can I can name years of movies that I've never even seen. That's how crazy my mind is as far as the movie business and fantasy worlds, right? But I don't I don't I just don't think people truly understand how much that stuff shapes you and like what you're saying like that stuff shapes you so obviously there's a correlation between your childhood and who you become
0: definitely and I I was not too dissimilar man I had a couple you know I always had a small friend group of two or three four people maybe and it was always you know mostly the outcasts and stuff I played sports when I was in elementary school so I had a few weird jock friends that I didn't – weren't, you know, not actually friends with them, but we would play basketball sometimes or whatever. Yeah. But I was definitely – you know, grew up out in the country and very – you know, all I ever had was half-siblings um that were, you know, a couple counties away usually. Um I grew up with my half-brother that's closest in age to me of my brothers at least, Um but he's six years apart, so – I was already six when he was born. So I was like, who's this little bitch? You know, I didn't want to deal with him at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, and honestly, we didn't bond at all until I was, until I went away to college because we weren't under the same roof anymore. I didn't have to deal with the pressures of my mom and stepdad and stuff. And he was, you know, of age. He was, you know, 13, 14. So we started to, or well, 12, 13, I guess, but we started to kind of bond and play games and watch movies and stuff but yeah i was definitely the same way as consuming media and stuff and um he's like the only person in my family i talked to at all now so i mean if that tells you anything you know I've yeah. definitely always been that I was type as well i guess around that age as well around that 12 13 mark i kind of found drugs and you know just cigarettes and that because that's kind of part of an outsider culture and stuff so i did find some semblance of Community and some of that. But, I mean, it's a false sense. And that's, Mm. I think, more than anything, that's been my biggest uh, downfall in life as far as social connection goes. I've always been acutely aware of false relationships and stuff. And that's that's why I don't talk to anybody in my family anymore. You know, that's why I do have such a limited pool of friends that I actually talk to and enjoy talking to. Yeah. Uh, So it is... I don't know man, it's it is really strange and I mean that does kinda come back to the whole to wrap it all up together. I mean it's definitely multiple lives that we live through but it, they are all still interconnected even if it's a subliminal way, you know, and yeah. A deeper understanding that most people don't possess and definitely aware of that at least. Yeah. I think that's significant. But yeah, I mean we're not, you know, any smarter or better than anybody.
1: Just 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 two two dudes contemplating things exactly yeah um yeah so and that's so that's another thing while we're talking about like pieces of us and stuff i feel like the time period we grew up in shaped who we are now like and i'm not talking about like the world i'm talking about me and you one-on-one because i think we know each other pretty well um but we just grew up in a time period that was so anti-establishment and so cutting edge like south park eminem um just the whole music genre, movie genre, video games. We had like Conquer's Bad Fur Day, which was like super X-rated. Like they were right. they were exposing us to a lot of shit, y'all. Definitely. So, I don't know. A lot of it was
0: like both parents working and stuff, you know? So yeah. it was kids watching TV constantly yeah. and whatever. And Bur- yeah, it's like, definitely a golden age.
1: Like your older cousin or whatever like had the Eminem unedited CD and you were like, What's he talking about? What are all these words? What does that What does that mean? <laughs> Shut you're, my prob- dick. You're, pro- you're probably not an Eminem fan, but <laughs> oh, I'm dude, just-
0: I was I'm a huge fan of Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers LPs, the first two. Oh. All right, yeah, that's
1: that's that's what I'm talking about. But like South Park and like all that, I just feel like, dude, they just shaped our lives so much to. I feel like who we are now. Yeah. Like and I how our thought processes work, because you know. You can tell, like, we, we've thrown a couple fucks of shits in here, but, like, that's just, that's just us, dude. Like, we're not, we're not trying to be, like, shocking and x-rated. It's just, it's crazy or nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's just so yeah. deeply
0: ingrained, and it's, it's actively difficult to cut that out. Like, right. to not, to not just yeah. have I that. I yeah. mean, I, and I used to be a lot worse than I am now, I would say, but, yeah. you know, as you grow up and it loses some of its luster and whatever, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, like when we were kids, Tupac got killed, Biggie right. got killed. You know, right. like a lot of major cultural events were happening. You know, the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, and then nine eleven when you know when right. I was in middle school, you were you know about to finish up elementary school, and like just a lot of major major yeah. stuff happening for sure. And I mean, yeah, yeah it I, was. I like, it was
1: like it was like there's a period of time where it was like. Oh man, Sonic is so cool. Oh man, the Rugrats, and then it's like, boom, nine eleven's happening, and like, yep. fucking M and and like, yeah, get with fuckers. it, fuckers, yeah. get with it, fuckers. Life is hardcore. What are you doing, yep. dude? We used to have fucking. Remember when Extreme was on everything? It was like Doritos Extreme, yeah. kayak Extreme. Yep. I was playing Extreme. Extreme. yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: exactly, dude. Drinking fucking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos. And, yeah, yep. dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. 3D Doritos, man. Those were pretty gross. I didn't like those. Did yeah, you ever have
1: those? Yeah, they're bringing that shit back too. They were just fucking bugles, dude. Come on. Yeah. It was just
0: bugles, man. Get real. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that. And I mean, some Columbine, I mean, everything, I think that kind of opened it up. Like Columbine, the heavy metal shit, like it was kind of all starting to go that way. And then grunge shit, you know, real big, like early nineties, like when yeah. we were really young and it just all kind of went from there. And I mean
1: yeah because like before I had a big resurgence and stuff and before that it was like fucking hair metal bands and like cheesy ass movies like the 90s happened and early too because I mean I don't know I mean I experienced the 90s but I mean dude I, in 95 96 I was a kid you know right not 99 I was nine years old so I mean most of my frame of reference is – early 2000s you know right. which is probably the same for you i mean you're a yeah, couple I mean, years so. older but um i don't know man there was just an era in history there that everything was hardcore and, and super edgy and fucking just i think i think that definitely from who you and i are i think it definitely morphed us that time period we lived in because i mean dude if you took me and you right now, and I think about weird shit like this all the time, like, what if I'd grown up in a different state, or a different... Oh, yeah. But, like, if you took me and you, and, like, we grew up in the 70s, like, who would we be? Like, were we, were we doing, like, Saturday Night Fever, and dressing as, yeah. like bell bottoms? Like, who would we it's be? Disconduct shit? Yeah. If or, or if we were born in, you know, like, 2000, fucking, um, you know, eight or some shit, who would we be right now? Would we all be right. fucking, you know... <laughs> Different, you know, YouTube, fucking Instagram, TikTok, and right. whatever, whatever they—I don't even know what they do now. Watching people right. things, the kids of these so, days, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, watching all
0: the game people playing video games instead of playing them and stuff. Yeah,
1: right. Like, I don't know, man. We just—we grew up in a in a period that we're a certain way, and I guess it's true for every generation. But the shit that we find cool, even today. Refers back to shit that we found cool then, you know. Yeah, like,
0: at least in some way it's definitely
1: got like an echo of it. Yeah. It's like like Rick and Morty is an echo of fucking South Park or like right. um you know, modern bands that we're into or like oh. echoes of like Nirvana and Kurt Cobain and shit like that. Like Yeah. We're the old guys now, but the shit we find cool was the shit that was cool to us in fucking ninety nine, two thousand. You know? Right.
0: And I, I would say, yeah, that I'm probably am right. Closer to your time even than we would think because I was raised like a super religious household. Whatever mm. and we didn't even have satellite till I was sixteen and at that point I was like, Well fuck T V, like I don't even care, you know. <laughs> yeah. I would I would get movies and stuff and you know, get shit from friends all the time that I'd have to hide. Like, I had to hide Grand Theft Auto three. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> for
1: sure. I, had, but. I had it on PC for about two weeks until it hit the media, dude. Like everything does and the the media's scare and they were like, Fucking take it away and I was like, You're gonna take it away. You wanna hear nah. So like, this is this is an off topic, crazy story, but it just came in my head. Do you yeah, wanna yeah. hear the craziest thing I got taken away from me. Yeah, dude. The weirdest thing I got taken away from me was the, the Queens of the Stone Age album with No One Knows because it said Parental Advisory on the front. Yeah. Do you know, you know what I actually listened to on that album? No One Knows. No One Knows, yep. Yeah. No the cuss words song, in that song. No yeah. cuss <laughs> words. No fucks, no shits. Like, I don't even know what song on that album was explicit, but it definitely wasn't that one. And that was the you do
0: cut some on that album, um, but not a ton. But dude, that uh, that album, if you still have it, that's one of my favorite albums, it's, honestly. But
1: well, it's a CD, but it, it's right.
0: Well, like, oh, yeah, 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 that record. Just, yeah,
1: I, I was a total pack rat. I still had like I still have all my. I got rid of my DVDs because I got to the point where everything was streaming and I was like, fuck it, what's the point of this? Uh, and they were just taking up too much space. But then I, I went back and started buying DVDs of movies I love because there were certain ones that weren't on anything I had and I was like, like I need to watch Pulp Fiction right now and it's not on like anything. Um, but yeah, I have all my old dude. I mean, I, we brought it up on another show. I have all my old Sega Genesis games. I have all my old CDs. Like my action figures from fucking back in the day and shit. Hell yeah, dude. You, you still got your Beetlejuice's head fucking Hell yeah, dude. Oh you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I know we're just, like, going all over the fucking place right now, but it's just, it's interesting to me to think about the time period we grew up in and how, like, you're talking about childhood, but I think it even enters adolescence and, like, early adulthood to, like, the things that are in the uh zenith of fucking culture or whatever like still still are like things that affect who you become and who you still are and all that kind of shit you know?
0: definitely yeah I, w- I would definitely agree with that man that I, I mean that's i can't really remember much at all before i was like 12 years old like i just don't like i just remember you know being a dumb kid or whatever pretty much like whatever i don't remember a lot of anything and i don't know if that's how it is for a lot of people or if most people have good memories or i
1: think it i think it's kind of like that for me too not that i don't remember anything but it's it's like i was talking about before it's like echo memories right so right. It's, like, right. it's like i can remember like certain events in my life with like when people in my family were younger or things i did as a kid or this and that or different stories that stick out but As far as, like, what I was doing day-to-day, like, I can remember coming home and watching fucking Rugrats after I got off the school bus. But, like, as far as, like, day-to-day, I mean, I remember being in my room a lot. Like I told you, like, watching movies and playing video games and this and that. But, I mean, and I think, too, the older you get, the less you think about those times, right? So, right now, you can remember 12 and up really well because you still probably think about those times, right? Like, I can still remember, you know, probably 13 to... Seventeen, eighteen, because I can still think about those times pretty clearly. But like, oh you're saying, pre-twelve, like, fuck, I don't know, dude. There's certain right. in, of stories that I repeat to people, and this and that. Right. The older you get, the more distant those become.
0: Right. I think I would agree with that, and I and I wonder too about thinking on the echo memories. How much of that is colored by? Because I mean, when we were growing up, uh cameras were, you know, pretty widely available at that point. So so how much of that is colored by, like, our home movies and our photographs and stuff from that time? Right.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, that's a good point, because, and obviously, I'm not a scientist or psychologist or anything, but you can look at a picture, like, I can look at pictures of the first time I went to Universal, and I can put myself back in that moment, you know, not 100% of, okay, after I took this picture, I did this and that, but I can remember certain things, like, I remember how that ride was, I remember how... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the smell in the air, just different right, it's things. sensory like, memories. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So I mean, yeah, that 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 does make sense. Like, there there are certain things that you can look at a picture of that time, and when that was plentiful, I mean, remember the fucking, and I sound like an old dude right now, but we had to take the picture and develop that bitch. Like, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know if it was gonna come out well or not. You know, all I mean? right, wait a couple of days and
0: get it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, that that's an interesting thought. Like do do we remember those things that we captured in a way like not only did we capture it on film but we captured it as a memory because it was on film and we can look at it and replay that that time
0: and i wonder how much of that i mean is it going to improve our and younger people's memories going forward because most things are captured now or is it make our is it making our brains more lazy because we don't have to hold on to anything. And because there is such an overabundance, is are are we just going to be overwhelmed with all this stuff? Like, who's going to look through their hundred thousand digital photos, you know, when they're 25 years old all or their, whatever? All their
1: Facebook profile pictures and shit. Right.
0: Right. And I mean, but I had, book kids, you know, we had this was MySpace me. and stuff. Yeah. yeah but, and I had maybe like 20 pictures on there or something. And most of them were just like band logos and shit. But yeah. the few actual pictures I had on there, like, I vividly remember because they were such a scarcity, and they were probably something we had printed off as well, you know, or whatever, but it's just so strange.
1: I mean, I definitely, truly, 100% believe our society's getting dumber, dude. Like, I don't want to say we're to the point of – have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say we're getting to the point of that, but, dude, fuck, we're close. Like, they had the show in there about butts and farts or whatever, and, like, (laughs) dude, if you turn on MTV now – and and this is this is obviously a personal taste thing, but like these reality shows of these people that are only on TV because they're pregnant or because of this or because of this, or you know, all I, I'm not a fan of reality re, reality TV at all. But it's just like some of the things, like home shows. Like I get it, I get why people watch that. Or, like, you know, cooking shows and shit. But like,
0: yeah, so like, like cooking and yeah, yeah.
1: But when it gets to a point where it's like. I mean, look at fucking Maury, dude. Where it's like, is he the father or not? Like, how many episodes of that shit can you watch before you're numb in your mind? How... I I don't get it.
0: And I mean, I wonder... that kind of makes me think about a few things, but, I mean, are we getting dumber, or is it just that, as a society, we have opened things up so much, and so much is publicized now, like, so much is out there i wonder if it's not that maybe society is getting dumber which i that and the only reason i question that is because it does kind of conflict with my great hope which ultimately means nothing you know whatever your hope is you know nothing so let me
1: let me clarify before you go on when i say society i don't mean people i mean culture as far as the entertainment. Oh, okay. Culturally, the we're the entertainment that. that we're given, the what's what's being pushed at us. Mm-hmm. I don't do You mean, think it's
0: being more dumbed down for the unwashed masses or do you think I, it's
1: I think they've gotten to a point where it's like I said before, ratings and mm-hmm. greed. So if you have a show like a jersey shore that fucking becomes a cultural milestone, mm-hmm. then you're gonna produce 50 more versions of Jersey Shore with different venues and different people and blah, blah, blah. And then at a certain point, our Jersey Shore spawns a Teen Mom or a whatever to where right. you dilute things down to some point we're going to be at Indiocracy and we're going to be watching people fart. All right. The
0: butterfly effect, the terrible butterfly yeah. effect. Yeah. Terrence but, but, and Phillip But I, def-
1: I definitely want to clarify that i don't mean people by that i think people are getting smarter because of technology and the resources they have i mean mainstream media entertainment um what's popular pop pop okay. culture i think is getting getting way dumber dude
0: and i wonder how much of that is like if we are getting smarter you know people mm-hmm. if you know, as a whole, like if we are gradually getting more access to more education. I actually saw a lot of uplifting stats the other day. Um like most people I didn't delve in and actually do my research. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna spat you're them off like a you're
1: like I know this now. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Just so I can spit this fact out later. Yeah. But I mean there were several things that and honestly I probably just wanted to take them at face value because they were positive and that is just such a rarity um to come by in media. But uh, it was talking about, like, globally access to medicine, access to education, um, you know, just all, all that kind of stuff. And it was a lot of positive statistics, and it gave me a lot of hope. So I hope we are moving towards that. And I wonder if – I mean, certainly the dumbing down of the media is – you're 100% on point with that, I'd say, the just the pure profits. Like, that's – its it's always all been about money, hopefully – it won't always be, and a lot of good has eked through, you know, has gone come through the yeah, cracks definitely. on that. Um, and well,
1: some of the things that still storytellers to, that are doing things that are awesome, right? There's still yeah, bo- people yeah. we both enjoy or that are still putting out those things, right? I mean, there's been a
0: lot of underground things formerly that have grown into being more, you know, certain they they're more
1: accessible, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And some of them haven't changed at all. And, I mean, I think it is necessary in some ways to change with the times. I mean, like us right now, you know, we're not just talking on the telephone. Yeah. Um, but I don't well, know, man. It's it's an interesting thought for sure. It's I don't know.
1: Well, the other thing, the other side of that, and this is what scares me for our, our kids because we we're both dads. Both have kids. There's such a war that is unseen that happens with our kids and technology technology and technology is a great asset and the internet and all that is a great asset and there are many great things on there but you have to trudge through the other shit the ads and the the um targeting by social medias and even just apps you know you your kid downloads a bejeweled version of whatever frozen app and they're playing the game because they like the game but there's an ad and that ad hits your mind you know in a way subconsciously that even if you're not noticing it's changing you right Mm -hmm. it's it's altering the way you think about even if it's just like an ad for another game it's altering what you're thinking about to the point that subconsciously it's changing our lives so and, and I mean,
0: I wonder, like, how many television ads do you remember? You know, I remember quite a few, probably. So yes. I mean, I, I wonder if this is not just an evolution of that, and it is certainly much more egregious. It seems, but at least, this us. Thing,
1: the but, thing with television ads, right, is they had to throw things out and hope that they stuck. They had, they did focus groups and this and that, but people were willing participants in that. Hmm. Now, I mean, everybody's done it. You get on a Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Maybe you got on Google one day and searched, hey, I want a a 1976 Chevy Nova. And then you see an ad on your Instagram the next day about classic cars, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I mean there's a war because they're trying to get you to keep scrolling and clicking and this and that. But they're doing it deviously Mm -hmm. because they have the ability – to see what you're looking at and thinking about, whether you know it or not, whether you're a willing participant or not, they know what you're looking at. They know what you want to. They are able to gain that information, and in, to me, in a very fucked up way. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean,
0: just just to use any of these apps that you almost have to use. Certainly, as at least as a younger person, is I mean, to be connected to society. Yes, you almost have to use at least some form of social media. And when you use that app, when you first make your account, you're signing some kind of end-user license agreement, right? And you are signing away all your rights, where they could probably, on most of these, watch you on your camera, on your phone.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Um, You know, certainly record every swipe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Record every swipe you ever make, you know, buy and sell any bit of information you ever put out there, which for me is – Terrifying for sure because I mean, it's you know, I grew up, I was, I did not like, I always liked computers, but I never wanted to be connected to anybody. Like, I like the Wild West freedom of the internet, but did not want, like, I didn't, I was the last person I knew to get a cell phone. Like, I was not, I didn't want to be on call for anything. I didn't want anybody knowing my shit. Like, you know, and at this point, like, I'm so ingrained, like, I use Instagram every day to look at shit, and like, I know it's all being re- recorded. Uh, I guess my only, again coming back to hope, my only hope with that, cause I mean it is a really shitty, terrifying, you know, just pure profit thing, is that I hope everyone will get so desensitized to it that looking at ads will be just like when we would watch ads on television that we didn't give a shit about. And now that we do have more distractions and stuff, like if an ad comes on in, you know, a, a paid service that I have or a free service, you know, now, Um, and I don't want to watch it. I'll just get on my phone for a second and look on Reddit or Instagram or check my email or write a message to somebody or whatever. Right. And I mean, I hope that eventually gets to the point that, I mean, yes, these ads are so targeted, but as a whole, like the world doesn't have a ton of expendable income, you know, like, so I hope that most people that our brains will develop to the point where we get past the need to look at ads even like, you know, that we will just be like, man, you know, just, it's just not even a thought anymore. We're just past it and never even consider thinking of ads. And then eventually they, the well, that well will dry up. And I'm sure they will come up with some more devious shit to do, but.
1: Well, well, let me give you some hope. Okay. Um, so there is a documentary on Netflix. I cannot think of the name of it right now, but it's about what I'm talking about. It's about social media and the internet and how it can control your life. Um, terrifying documentary because it's it's telling you everything I'm telling you right now, that they can mine your data, and they can know everything about you, and they can basically make you stare at your phone more than you want to. They can see, hey, he likes that cat picture more than that dog picture. We're going to throw up more cat pictures. Right. The algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> algorithms work. Exactly. But the good thing about this is at the end of this documentary… The people that helped found these big companies, your Facebooks, your uh, Instagrams, your Googles, the people that founded that know that the the machine has gone too far. Mm-hmm. And they are actively creating um, organizations to combat that. Like so limit. to limit it and to say, hey – because let's be honest. The people that make our laws, the congressmen, the senators, all this – they don't understand the internet. The people that come up with these, these tech companies, they understand it. So unless you have a person like us that sees these things happening and wants it to stop telling those people in Congress, hey, you need to change the laws because this shit is way more advanced than what you're, you're prepared for right now. Unless right. you have those people making those statements, that's not going to change because the Congress people, I mean, I'm sure they know like the NSA is doing this and that, but I don't know that they truly understand all these concepts. And I'm not saying that they're dumb; they just don't. That's not their job. Right, they don't know. That's just not.
0: That's never been a part of their life. And right. I mean, they're 60, 70, 80 years old. Like they yeah. didn't grow up with any of that. So,
1: right. so uh, to give you hope, there there is there are people that are smarter than you know. I'm not going to knock knock on you, but are smarter no, than me yeah. that are fighting fighting against that and fighting for a better technology driven humanity so right that is a beautiful mean, piece heck yeah and
0: as the as uh, even just politicians the lawmakers and stuff as younger people get in there right and more you know more in tune to the times people i mean it hopefully will progress to the point that right. it is much more organized and much right. more protective of humanity yeah you just least. have to
1: ho- you just have to hope that there are people that are willing to basically sacrifice Greed, because everybody that is involved in those tech companies is a millionaire or billionaire. Mm. Mm. So you have to hope that there's more people that are willing to sacrifice that to protect our future than there are not. Right. I mean, I'll be honest with you, dude. If somebody was like, a million dollars or change this law? I'm right. probably going to take a million dollars, too. So I'm not saying yeah. I'm better than them. Right. But
0: What's your integrity worth, you know, really? Right. Yeah. Like, right. And, I mean, obviously we're different because – if we miss a couple of paychecks, we're struggling to feed our family right. right like they if they miss pay you know if they miss a year of pay, they're probably just fine. They might have to yeah. sell one of their houses you know right yeah Pretty but um it's a uh, it is very interesting and I hope that we have that everything all the bullshit that we have grown up with all the negativity all the really bad stuff that's happened, hopefully it has created more people that are more interested like you said i mean for me personally i'm not interested in being extremely wealthy at all like i would love to have a creative space for us right like if we could buy a warehouse to work in yeah. like that would be that's would be my dream like if i ever come into money that's you know that's what i want to do um but if well, i had I, that like i'll be content yeah you know, like I'm not interested in being a billionaire and being able to just fucking, you know, go go hunt humans out in the desert or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck these rich people do. But
1: Well, I think we've both, you know, come out and said before, if we could sustain the lives we're living now doing this type of thing, you know, having podcasts, having movies, having TV shows, making music, video games, all that stuff. That's all we need. Like we don't we don't need to be billionaires and and continue the greed. Factory, you know, we just need enough to sustain what we've got now and keep it going. Which, like, right, k- kind of goes back to everything we said at the beginning. Every, you know, the inherent good in humanity is everybody just wants to pursue their dream, pursue pursue happiness. Like, we're not out to guys like us aren't out to be the next Bill Gates that has billions of dollars that he'll never spend in his lifetime, or right. this person or that person. You know, you can name whoever, but that's, what that's I that's mean, our goals,
0: right. Because money – the value of money has a limit, right? Yes. Like happiness – your money – your happiness will only rise with money to the point that you are stable, just like we're talking about, like to the point where you don't have to worry about your bills and stuff anymore. Like realistically, if you are – uh, if you have $100,000 in the bank, then you are as happy as you're ever going to be. Yeah. Like, if you get $2 billion in the bank, you're not going to be any happier. Yeah, you could go do some extreme shit, like crash a jet into the ocean if you wanted to remotely or, you know, just something crazy. But that's a very fleeting thing. And feelings are so fleeting. And I mean, that's why you see so many people that do get super rich young um, delve into like charitable organizations, searching for feelings, searching for Mm. something real. And creating families and stuff like that, right? Like that is it. It definitely has a limit, and I hope you know, like you were saying that uh, that we there. I mean, if if we feel that way, then there are certainly more people out yeah. there that feel that way. So we just hopefully we, just, it creates we just have that to more hope
1: we just have to hope that the scales tip in the favor of guys like me and you, right? Guys right. and girls. You know, people. Right, everybody. I, you'll, right. you'll come to learn I say guys. When, I'm say, when I am say you guys and these guys, I'm talking about everybody. I'm not just mean dudes like males. Right. Hey, you guys. Hey, yeah. you
0: guys. I say dudes a lot too, yeah. probably. Maybe less than I used to, but yeah, a lot. But I mean everybody as well, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I think – and hopefully this last year of where so many people were unemployed, I mean – Obviously, most of the corporations are fighting tooth and nail to get back to that status quo because they are ran by, you know, the ultra-rich people. Um, but I think more progressive, younger companies or younger people at some of those older companies are realizing, like, you know, people can work from home. That's totally fine, which – what a quality of life improvement that is from yeah. two years ago, you know, like – um, I mean, I can't even... And obviously, a lot of and jobs still require scary. physical presence. Yeah. And I mean, it's... With this... Um, the good and bad of the information age and stuff is for sure... I mean, that's a huge positive, being able to work from home, being able to communicate remotely and stuff. But it is... Uh, it is there is so much potential good that came out of this, if we can see it. I mean, so many people died, yeah. which is just horrendous i mean it's you know it was a massacre yeah basically but and still continues to be in some ways but um i really hope that yeah that we learned something from this as a whole and that a lot it woke a lot of people up at least to realize like hey society doesn't have to keep talking like dude i've seen so many more people just on the very limited social presence that I have. i have seen so many more people posting stuff about like oh hey you don't actually like have to deal with this shit at all you know I mean, our hands get more tied by jobs and stuff, you know, needing to feed our families, which is, you know, right where they want us, unfortunately. But um, it's uh, there are more and more young people not having kids and stuff. So they're actually, you know, they don't need as much financially. Um, So hopefully we can just keep on that path and, you know, just keep those people grow up and become the politicians of the future and stuff and actually be legit and decent, and yeah, I mean, if we can just get to, I mean, if we can just get to that baseline of decency, man, yeah. just where it's decent for everybody, then that'd be such a vast improvement, man. I'll yeah. gladly reach my hand down and pull people up. Like, let's just fucking, yes. let's get there, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I think we will. I, I, I mean, maybe it's naive and maybe it's, you know, the dreamer in me, but I think there, that we'll get to the point where, um, more and more people will become like you and I, and they'll they'll want that for the for the world. So, I think it's it's definitely a possibility. You know, and I, and I think that's part of like what this whole show has been about is things that we didn't believe could be true before becoming true. I mean, like I said before, Pope pre nine eleven, nobody thought that kind of thing was going to be a thing. Pre COVID, nobody thought that we were going to live the way we do now. So, and those are bad things. Those are like good things, but. What I'm saying is I think our societies and our cultures have the ability to experience life and change the world in a way that we never fathomed before.
0: Definitely. yeah, And, and I think that comes back to – I mean this is all – yeah, wrapping up nicely, man, that it does all come back to a balance of things, right? Like with all these terrible negative things, I mean humanity – as a whole, wants to find the positive, right? I mean, we want things to work out. And, yes, a lot of people just want things to quieten down so they don't have to deal with it, which is understandable, perfectly understandable. But so many people have realized how bad it has been for so many other people and stuff now. that, And hopefully, you know, we are moving that direction for sure, I think. And, I I mean, we just, like I said, I mean, we have to be a little bit naive and just retain a little bit of hope and dream that yeah we we will get more and more to that point and i mean it's crazy how much the world has changed in our lifetime in our lifetimes and it really is uh it really is the multiple lifetimes the most multiple timelines like like you were talking about from the beginning man it's hopefully we see multiple more i mean at the very least to maintain that positive outlook of just seeing i want to see the world change change drastically whether you know hopefully good but i just, i want to see change happen uh possibly for selfish reasons of just you know getting bored or whatever but ultimately just wanting the best for everybody and like you said just everybody being able to pursue creative outlets to pursue what they want to pursue and still i mean even just like uh the minimum wage thing and stuff you know if If I'm able to just go work part-time at McDonald's and make $15 an hour and, you know, work 20 hours a week and make enough to get by, you know, if my wife is doing the same or whatever, um, and we're making enough to get by, yeah, we don't have these huge savings accounts. Retirement is not what it used to be, you know. I mean, that's not the dream that it used to be, and I don't know how that's going to look in the future. And hopefully if we move more towards, you know, social programs and stuff then it will be more of a possibility. I mean, if not, whatever, it's it's a journey and hopefully we'll when we get there we'll find out I guess so hopefully we'll make it that long and
1: yeah. yeah. I mean I definitely think just to wrap up what we're talking about here, I definitely think that our next generation that is raised and I'm not saying that you or I are perfect, but I think that is raised by the type of people that we are and have these ideas and have these hopes and these dreams that our next generation is going to be able to achieve that I I mean I truly do believe they will I mean you know we talked about and I said earlier about society being dumber I meant the you know pop culture but as as, as far as people go definitely getting smarter definitely I mean look at how much you know I mean you see it every day like kids coming up with they see a need and they fix it you know, you'll see a kid come up with, with a new way to build prosthetics or a new way to do this with three D computers. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely think um our next generation will be able to have, have what we're talking about here. You know, we're we're the dreamers and I think they're gonna be the doers. I think they're gonna be the ones that make that stuff a reality and they're gonna be able to have an existence where it's not it, your work life balance is gonna be tipped in the other direction. It's gonna be Work. I do work because I need this much of the pie to keep my life going versus mm-hmm. I need to keep working to get you know a smaller portion of the pie to keep my life going so I, I, I definitely have, have hope and I definitely think that we are headed in that direction as a, as a society with our with our kids and the way that our kids are being raised by free thinkers like us
0: right i definitely think that's that's so valuable just retaining that hope and openness i mean which kind of go hand in hand you know if we just stay open and like i said raise our kids you know to just be as open as you can i mean there is that positivity you do have to look for it but it's there and like you just got to look man it's it's out there and just stay open and Stay, stay as positive as you can. I mean, and you'll survive, and hopefully see some major change. And I mean, even if it takes a long time, but to to quote Joe Dirt, keep on keeping on, keep on keeping on. I know <laughs> when you were saying uh, talking about that man, it made me think about the Willy Wonka speech where he says like We are the merry makers. We are the dreamers of dreams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, just get through that glass ceiling, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> that elevator. You know, I know. You know, you're joking, but at the same time, that's that shows you right there that people were thinking that oh, yeah. he was You know, and so
0: there's always always a kernel of truth in every joke. Yeah, right? definitely, definitely. Thank okay. you. Well, this was awesome, man. i i enjoyed our conversation for sure, dude. All thank right, you yeah. for
1: thank you for entering the grayscale with me. Hopefully, we didn't get too trippy with some of these outlandish things we were talking about.
0: Right, right, definitely. And uh, if we did. Maybe we won't next time. Maybe we'll get more tricky. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll
1: take. Maybe we'll take your comments and we'll just change our whole format and we'll be just like Team Mom. <laughs>
0: Precisely. Make us what you want us. <laughs> mold, <laughs> us mold us into what, what, what you will listen to. We're human clay, just like Creed. <laughs> That's just right. going to come up in every podcast now. <laughs> All right, thanks Tim. for joining me, man. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me. See you, buddy. See you next time on The
1: Grayscale. See ya.